Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. We thank you for the day gone by as well. We thank you for the restful night. You give us sleep to refresh, rejuvenate, and re-energize us for a fresh start today. This is the day that you have made, Lord, and you have placed us in it. And your word says that you load us with your benefits today. You renew your mercy for us today. And when we come to you, surrendering all our limitations, repenting for all our mistakes, you are ever willing out of that mercy to pour your grace into our lives. We open our hearts and we receive, Lord, we thank you that you call each of us by name to come to you. For unless you draw us to you, we know that and even your word says it, that we cannot come. We thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. We thank you for that privilege to be with you. And we thank you for all the light that you pour into our lives, Lord. Through your word, through your son, through your spirit. That word that we read from your book of law. That becomes flesh to us. That becomes real. And then when we believe on it as real. That faith is what you honor. We thank you Lord. That you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That which only you can give. And no one else can. But no one else can take away either. We are able to enter that secret place of prayer, of communion, of our relationship time with you. And leave all our worries and all our pains, all our problems, our challenges outside. And then renewed and strengthened by this peace. When we come to you in surrender, your strength increases based on our weakness, based on our surrender to you. And your word says that humble and contrite heart you do not despise. So we know, Lord, that when we come out of that place of prayer, you go with us. You have strengthened us. We thank you, our King. We thank you for your mercy, for your love, for your grace. And we share it all with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. We share it, Lord, with all those that are Christians and do not yet personally know you. And with all those that do not want to know you. And we thank you, Lord, for taking us on that journey where you reveal more and more of yourself through your scriptures, through your word. You reveal more of your ways, your promises, your principles, your systems of advantage for us. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. The great I am, the God of patience, the God who is a consuming fire, the one who destroyed our enemy, tall as the cedars and strong as an oak, and yet destroyed their fruits from above and the root from beneath. We stand on that promise that this God is with us. And when he is, then who can be against us? The great I am. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who paid the price, the atonement for our sin. So that when we are in him, we are clothed with his righteousness. 
So when he died, we died. When he rose, we rose as well. We thank you, Lord, for that resurrection, for that renewal, for that transformation, that riddance from sin, from having to stand as an accused to being one that is exonerated and brought into your kingdom, no longer a slave, but now a son, an adopted one, sharing in the inheritance as Jesus himself. And he said the same thing. Friends, I call you not my slaves. And when we look to him, to the power of the Holy Spirit working in him, he said, you shall do the things that I do and even more. Because now you carry that same power. We thank you, Lord. And we pray in the name of that same spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of the El Shaddai, the spirit of victory. Our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our guide, our teacher, our friend, our father, our standby. The one who has made his tabernacle in our body. And now gives life to our mortal bodies, raising us up to be alive in the spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with spiritual gifts. You have blessed us with physical provision. All in accordance with your needs, not in accordance with what we deserve. And in James 1.5, we said, Let him who lacks wisdom ask, and you shall give it to the full measure. Today, Lord, we are going to reflect on the knowledge and that wisdom that is available, that you have mentioned in your Proverbs. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with the angels, with destiny, help us. So that every gap in our ability is filled up by that provision that you have kept for us. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection, a cover and seal, every word we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By that same precious blood that has won all victories and we now declare it as our barricade in the spirit that every force of wickedness that comes against it might not stand but be judged by the fire of heaven and thrown into the lake of fire. We thank you, Father, that you are teaching us on that authority in our Friday Bible teachings. Thank you, Lord. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption and I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud, on bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty. It will not fall to the ground without performance but it will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it, when we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that gift, that power of life in our tongue. 
Proverbs 19 verse 2 says, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. So why is knowledge so important? Let's reflect on that today. Today we live in the age of information. What you do not know will leave you behind, will harm you also. What you do not understand will not work for you in your favor. That also is about faith. Ignorance is not, unfortunately, is not bliss. So let us start with that faith itself. Faith or belief is limited to what you know. And then what you confess, that you possess. If you know little, you confess little, you possess little. What do you know about God and his ways and his promises? That is what guides and decides the extent to which your faith can go. Mind you, bordering on superstition. Superstition does not work. That is confessing without knowing or understanding. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 7, In all you are getting, get wisdom and get understanding. Now in Hosea 4 verse 6, God says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And that is true even in our case. And what did he mean? When you don't have knowledge of the truth, then you can't tell the difference between good and evil. You can't tell when you are under a curse and when it is of your own sin and when it is external. So when we sin, we come under the curse of the law and suffer the consequences. More often than not, that is what Satan uses. He doesn't have to attack us using his arsenal. All he needs to do is bring us on the wrong side of the law and the law of God does the rest. Now, if you had knowledge of what is written in the Bible, the knowledge of the truth, and then you remain on the right side of it, not making those mistakes, then you wouldn't have to suffer. And that's what all our learning and reading and studying the Bible every day is all and should be all about. What must I not do so that I do not go on the wrong side and come under the curse of the law? And then if I do make a mistake, how can I come out of it? How can I deploy that hedge of protection that Job had so that there is nothing Satan can do about me anymore? And if we do not know or understand these things, we remain under his slavery, the slavery of sin. That is what we reflected on yesterday. And that is why that topic is joined to this one. It's only the truth that sets you free. And that's what Hosea 4 verse 6 is trying to tell us. When you do not know the truth, he said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Ephesians 4 verse 18 says about such people that they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God. Why? Because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. They are not willing to open their hearts to receiving him. 
And how do we overcome that hardness is by opening our eyes to the truth. To learning, studying, knowing him more and knowing what his word says. That is why the Bible says in Proverbs 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That fear is not living in fear. That fear is honoring, respecting him and coming closer to him. So building that relationship with God is where it starts. Getting to know him and his ways. And when you don't know him, then you won't believe him. It is the difference between believing a family member, believing a friend versus believing a stranger. There's a direct difference in the amount of trust you can show on these persons. And that same applies here as well. When you do not know him, you won't believe him. So you won't believe that he can perform. And when the result didn't go as you expected, a lot of people have that hardness of heart of God doesn't care about me. That's what Ephesians 4.18 is about. Darkened in our understanding, alienated therefore from the life of God. Because of that hardness. Today I want to reflect more on the aspect of knowledge and wisdom that Proverbs 19 talks about. Because we started there, where in verse 2 it said, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. Another version of Proverbs 19 verse 2. Now I'll take a few points that I've gleaned from this proverb. It's a big one. So I'll just, I've just picked a few key points that talk about knowledge and wisdom. 19 verse 2 in another version, not the NIV now, that says, desire without knowledge. There it said, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. Here it says, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Are you seeing the result of haste? Many a times we know it, but we are overconfident. We just want to rush through and end up making mistakes. We're losing our direction. And the other thing is we want and we ask for favors which we don't always know how to handle. We ask God, give me money. We ask God, give me whatever relationships. We ask God, give me whatever promotion in our lives. Question is, are you equipped enough in your emotional capacity and in your intellectual capacity to handle that? And many times, if God feels that it is not, then out of his mercy, he keeps that away so that we don't throw ourselves into that trap and harm ourselves. He keeps us away from ourselves. And that is one of the reasons why in certain cases, he does not answer these kind of prayers. We are not ready for that yet. Desire without knowledge. That's what this is about. In verse 3, it says, The foolishness of man undermines his way. The Amplified Version says, It undermines his way, ruining whatever, <clears throat> sorry, ruining whatever he undertakes. Then his heart is resentful and rages against the Lord. For being a fool, he blames the Lord instead 
of himself. Are you seeing that hardness of heart that we were talking about now? It's very specific here in verse 3. The foolishness of man undermines his way. Our limited understanding. Does that sound like us in some of our situations? How often have we gone and done something out of our own will and then when it failed to produce a result, we blamed God for it and not ourselves. This is opening our eyes to such situations for us to reflect on again. And if we have made that mistake, we need to repent for it. Our third point, this is now verse 8. It says, he who gains wisdom and good sense loves and preserves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good and prosper. Are you seeing how that verse 2 which said desire without knowledge? And here it is talking about he who finds that knowledge and understanding will find good and prosper. Direct connection. Fast forward, jumping ahead to verse 20. Listen to counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction. How often? Uh, let me finish the whole verse first. And that, so listen to counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come. How often that we have we thought out of pride, I know it all. I don't need to listen to anybody. I am smart. I know more than they know. Most, more often, especially in the case of our parents, oh, they, they grew up in an age that did not have technology. What do they know? Are we looking down on people that are actually trying to advise us and say, well, we did not have the technology, but there were certain life experiences we had gained then. We are speaking from that point of view. It is up to us to listen to that advice, to receive that instruction. And out of that pride, when we fail to see the areas that we are making mistakes in, at least we should accept that correction. In short, learn from others. You won't live long enough. This was something I learned long ago. Learn from others' mistakes. You won't live long enough to make all those mistakes and learn by yourself. That life is not that long enough. Verse 27 says, Cease listening, my son, to instruction and discipline, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So this is linked to verse 20 that we just saw now. If you stop listening to instruction, you ignore discipline, you will move away from knowledge and from words. So listen and learn. In order to listen, we need to step back, step down, humble ourselves. Cut off that pride, that crown that we wear on our head. Only then does knowledge flow towards us. And the last note I made here in this proverb is from verse 25, which says, Reprimand one who has understanding and a teachable heart, uh, sorry, and a teachable spirit. And he will gain knowledge and insight. So a person here, it's not about a reprimanding. It's more so I want to focus on 
what it says about a person who has understanding and a teachable spirit, one who is willing to learn, that willingness. He or such a person is one that will gain knowledge and insight. When we have that insight and we gain and we are open to receiving, then we keep growing. This is true for growing and knowledge in the physical, but also true for growth and knowledge and then wisdom on how you apply the understanding of how to apply that knowledge in the spirit as well. And to end, I'll leave you with a quote from Mahatma Gandhi, where he, he was a great fan of the Bible, by the way. But he always believed in learning. He was a great fan of knowledge as well. And he said, live like you would die tomorrow. Learn like you would live forever. Live like you would die tomorrow. Learn like you would live forever. Don't stop. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we have that affinity, that hunger for knowledge, for the wisdom that you have hidden in your word, that you make available to us in every way, through our friends, through our neighbors, through our elders, in our workplace as well. People sharing of their experiences. And we ask for the discernment to pick those bits of knowledge, Lord, that are coming from you and filter out all the knowledge that is of sin and of evil. We ask for that edification, Father, in our spirit this day so that we see that light that comes from you. We cut away from the darkness and are attracted towards your presence, towards your light, towards your ways. We ask for that edification, Lord, this day in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, especially that of prayerlessness, ignorance, poverty, busyness, that are kept away from you, that are kept ignorant of your salvation that you are willing to give as a free gift. We come to you. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends, especially those that have not received and are unaware that this salvation is available. Lord, we ask for quickening in their spirit that they might call on your name and be blessed. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other, one in the spirit, with your Holy Spirit, we believe that this prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Joshua 1, verse 8, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. And the second one is from Isaiah 43, verse 10, quoted from the NIV, where it says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections as well as the daily Divine Mercy and Rosaries and the Friday Bible teachings, please share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Share them with your family, with your friends. If you are being blessed, let them be blessed too. They can also go back and listen to all recordings that are available. They are stored on our YouTube page, on our podcast channel on Spotify, as well as uh, links posted to every single one that's recorded. Uh, all the teachings are stored on, are posted on Facebook page as well. Also a reminder about our Bible study topic for this week. Just a second. The Bible study topic for this week is the second part, a continuation of the topic that has been started last Friday. That is implementing spiritual laws, the second part. And we will continue to learn how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. We will also learn our authority as believers and under spiritual law. And finally, we will learn how to activate our spiritual authority. Now, this is a game changer in how you pray when you get that understanding of authority is part of your prayer and your faith, your spirit life. So please attend it. Don't miss these sessions. Share links, invite others. And let their prayer life be transformed as well. Let them start seeing results as well. So we shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube on all our platforms. You can find those links on Telegram, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page as well. And please share them around and invite people to join us on Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless you all.